May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Have you ever been to a wedding reception where the hall is well-decorated, the food is mouth-wateringly tempting, and the dance floor is wide open? Perhaps you know maybe two or three people there, and you're easily making new friends, even if they're just friends for the evening. The bride and groom have danced their first dance as husband and wife, parental dances are completed, and everyone has returned to their tables. And then the lights change just a little, and it catches your attention. And the voice of a live DJ comes over the sound system, and you're invited to dance. Ah, let's imagine that this DJ comes highly recommended, for they know just what to play to get people out of their seats and on the dance floor. They start with pop music, and then rock, and a little hip-hop, and maybe some rap, and then EDM. But nobody moves. So he tries country, but nobody moves. Somewhat perplexed, he switches to smooth jazz, then old school jazz as people turn their chairs, eye the dance floor, but do not move. He glances at the couple, and they're smiling at him knowingly. He asks for requests, and someone calls out for a jazz piece, and then for a classical piece. He plays them, but the floor remains empty. In desperation, he tries big band, R&B, surely soul will get them up on their feet. But indie, alternative, and Latin are played with no avail. This DJ has something for everyone. No matter what he plays, no one leaves their chairs. And in desperation, he pulls out his last hope, that peace that moves even the most reluctant young and old alike, to come to the dance floor. The electric slide. But the dance floor remains empty. The guests have decided not to respond to the invitation to fully join in the opportunity that they're given to step into a place of wholeness and joy. Now, they had their reasons. Uncle Simon drinks too much. Auntie Carol doesn't drink at all and looks at you funny if you do. Brother Theodore eats too much and chews with his mouth open. Sister Olivia is dieting again and has hinted that just maybe you should join her in it. And Cousin Blair still hangs out with the wrong people. That's the scene I imagine when I hear this scripture passage. It's an invitation to come together to do what could be life-giving and enjoyable but there is no response to the message. When this passage was written, John the Baptist, Jesus' cousin, was sitting in a prison cell. He was unable to pretend that good was evil or that evil was good, and he had to speak up about it. He had years of public ministry that called people to repent of their evil and to do good, and this prophet who had baptized Jesus was the voice the one crying in the wilderness who could not be quiet. And so he ended up in that prison cell, needing reassurance and communicating through his disciples to receive the reply that the kingdom of God was here in ways that revealed God's presence, love, and power. Because these disciples could attest that Jesus 
touched people who were blind and could now see, that those who could not walk now could run, that outcasts were made whole and returned to society, that people who were poor had the good news preached to them. In short, there was new life coming into the world and the work of God was making a difference and lives were changed. You didn't have to keep searching. And so the disciples of John the Baptist leave to take this message back to him, sitting in prison, that Jesus is here, Jesus is the one. And then Jesus turns and speaks to the multitude that are gathered there. With John still on his mind, Jesus shares that looking for something is not the same as actually participating in it. Hearing and doing are two different things. When you hear music, it should move you in some way, depending on the context. When we hear the peal of the bell, we stand, for we know that service is beginning. When we hear the organ play a hymn, we know it's time to sing. But how weird it would be if when the bell rung and the organ played or the collect was chanted, there was no response. In the prior chapter, our Lord has told his disciples that they would face hardship as they were being sent out, that brother would turn against brother, and that the commitment that we make would come with conflict. But having chosen to follow Jesus, even if it was just offering a cup of water to someone who needed it, is known by God, and that was rewarded. Jesus knows the Father perfectly, even as the Father knows Jesus perfectly. Their wills are completely in harmony with each other. And in that space of perfect love and knowledge, we are invited to accept the yoke that Jesus offers us in place of whatever yoke we are carrying. In the True to Our Native Land African American New Testament commentary, it puts it this way. This is an appeal to accept Jesus' yoke in place of the one we now bear. The yoke is a metaphor for what controls us as we make our way through life. So Jesus invites us to first come to Jesus before we even pick up a yoke, to first come. To come with our problems, the weights of the world, the expectations that we have of ourselves and others that we cannot meet, the hopes and dreams and worries and joys that we carry, the struggles we work so hard on, the fears we name and the fears we're too afraid to name. With whatever weights us down or what controls us, we're invited to bring it to Jesus, knowing that when we do, we will come to a Jesus who will receive us with a warm welcome and a place to rest. Then trading our sorrows, shame, and pain or anything else that burdens our heart, we lay our burdens down and rest, but we don't stop with the rest. We take with renewed strength the yoke and we learn from Christ. And with the yoke, the weaker one is partnered with the stronger one. And where we are weak, we can rely on the strength of the Lord. And we are invited to partner with this one who is both gentle and humble, who offers us a yoke that God has designed for us, a way to walk in the world offering the good news of Jesus. There is an invitation to come together, to do what could be life-giving, to listen and move to the music of the Spirit and to respond. 
to take up a yoke that is offered, working together so the kingdom of God is made visible today and every day. Amen.